It is 6 p.m. and we are in a gorgeous studios in Cobham and I'm sat in front of a man who I've been really impressed by last time we met. I interviewed him for a very strange football quiz and he rapped to me. It was great. <laughs> um, but also a man who might be surprised that I describe him as very forward thinking. Um, wow. Pete Dale. Yeah. Peter Dale. Yeah. A.K.A. Tubes. Yeah. How are you, man? I'm good, my friend. Good. Thanks for inviting me on. I, oh, absolute pleasure to have you. We have so much to talk about because your story and your life has been such a mixture of brilliant, bizarre, and <laughs> brutal, I think, as yeah, well. Absolutely. Um, that I feel like there's a lot I can learn from you in this podcast. Oh, thank I've admitted you in the past it's been a selfish way for me to learn and grow. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Um, so let's begin with you telling me a little bit about you and your story. If you can summarise Tubes's... Uh, do, am I calling you Tubes? Are we going Yeah, let's call me Tubes because I don't think anyone will know Peter Dale. <laughs> and I'm not sure what name's worse. Do you... <laughs> Tubes or Peter. Do your friends call you Tubes? Uh, some of them. Okay. Um, some of them call me Pete. Because I, I want to be a friend. That's why I'm trying to put uh, You myself. are my friend. <laughs> you are my friend, 100%. I'm going to go with Tubes. Yeah, Tubes. Let's go with Tubes. So who's, who's Tubes? Tubes is, well, Peterdale from Cobham, from down the road. And I didn't know this place was here. It's incredible. It's great, isn't it? Um, so I work at Sky Sports on Soccer AM. And back in the day, I used to be sort of like pretend to be a rapper, which bizarrely took off. People loved. I ended up doing that for seven years. So, but after seven years, run out of lyrics, and now I interview footballers. Um, but I find out more about them rather than big game coming up. Oh, you know, I like to yes. talk about them and off the pitch and have a laugh. Well, we're a little bit alike in that sense. Very similar. We both like to make sort of creative content outside of the game. Exactly. Um, would you describe yourself as a comedian? <laughs> no, because I don't think I'm that funny. It was very funny though. Oh, the rapping. I think it was really funny because <laughs> I was generally really, really scared doing it. Yeah. But then I found then I found by doing the funny noises like the <laughs> and all that, people were like, What is this? What is this? And then I'd do the stare down to people. Yes. When I'd ask the question I'd just stare at them. So And you you'd come across really serious. But it was comedy, right? You weren't. Yeah, so to it, be a I was rapper. I was acting. Yeah. I was acting. I don't okay. yeah, I don't walk down the street trying to be a rapper and stare people down, but some of the uh reactions I got were, were bizarre but yeah it, I suppose it was funny but I wouldn't say I'm a comedian though. So tell me about how you first got into the TV world. Was Soccer AM your first job because that's where most people yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so what did you do before dude? I was at, when, I, when I started at Soccer AM I was at school still. Were you? Yeah college. Oh um, my gosh so that's that's the first proper job you landed it well. And it was really lucky. Um, Mum knows Martin Tyler the legendary commentator. Wow. Um, she used to teach his kids at school. So whenever, you know, I was so blessed, like, when everyone was going to, like, work in a golf shop, which I did do on work experience before I went to Soccer M, yeah. golf shop, like, you know, mechanics and stuff like that, mum said, you can go and work at uh, Sky Sports. I was like, wicked. She said, Martin said, you can do two weeks there. Oh, mate, that's like, great. And obviously, I love football. Yeah. So I was like... So how old were you at this time? 16. 16. Yeah. Young. So... Yeah, I did that, and on my first day they went, oh, you're uh, working on a programme called Soccer AM. As a runner? Oh, just as work experience. Yeah. Yeah, just as work experience, just, you know, do what they do, do as you're told. But back back then, no one really knew Soccer AM, but I did. Yeah. Because uh, my uncle used to tell me about it. He's like, watch this programme on Sky. You must be so excited. 
so I was I walked in the office and there was Tim Lovejoy, yeah, Fenners, mate, Sheephead. I was like, I was a bit starstruck, you know. I was yeah. like, wow. And then they were like, and then straight away Tim was like, "Hello, mate, who do you support?" <laughs> I was like, uh, Chelsea. He was like, "You're all right then. You're you're do you're do well." Twenty years later, I've not left, so <laughs> I did all right. How did that? Um, well, how did that convert into you being on camera? And your name being Tubes. Right, so, uh, like I was shy. I still am. I'm still really shy. Are you introverted? Yeah, so I never thought, if you said to me you'll be on TV, I'd have laughed. I'd have gotten absolutely no chance. Especially taking the top off, trying to be a rapper. and In a nappy. In a nappy, exactly. (laughs) So that's where it started, in the nappy. They went, um, Tim, so I did work experience. And I started, I loved it so much. I said, can I come back and help you on Saturdays? Free of charge, of course. Yeah. They were like, of course. They were like, yeah, yeah. So I used to come in, make teas and stuff. Did you ever want to be on TV? No. Interesting. No, I wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. And you were, for a little while, aiming in that direction. You were pretty good, no? I was all right. But then I found the uh, bad things in life, which I no doubt we'll talk about later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was never quick enough to be a footballer. Okay. So it actually came... I actually, I actually had a choice. Semi-pro football at 16 or... TV. Carry on working on Soccer AM. But I never thought I'd be on TV. I, I just used to love like helping behind the scenes and stuff like that. And then Tim went, Rocket's gone on holiday. So like Rocket was a, yes. was a character on the show, now it works somewhere else. But They need another character. Yeah, they were like... Someone to laugh they at. They went, the little bugger, he said he's going skiing during the season. He goes, and that doesn't happen here at Soccer AM. You don't go on holiday during the season. Yeah. You do ten, 10 months and then you get two months off. Oh I was like... Gosh. They went, yeah, so we've made you up a character. And I was like, no, and my heart was like, no, didn't, didn't, didn't. I was like, I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to be on TV. They went, you're going to be Peter the Test Tube Baby. I went, you what? I was like, what is Peter the Test Tube Baby? Oh, gosh. Are you went, still, how old were you at this point? 16. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a year on, you know, 17, 18, maybe. And I was like, uh, okay, what is Peter the Test Tube Baby? And they went, so basically, at the end, we need someone to bring the balls out for the fans to kick through the hole. I went, okay. And I said, so what does Peter the test you bake? Where does that come into it? And they went, yeah, so do you mind dressing in a nappy? Oh my gosh, this is the time where you're like, what, pubescent and trying to be yeah, cool in life? trying to be cool, you know. What? You know, quite a good footballer. Did you think this was amazing though? Because No, like I thought it was really weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I was just looking at Tim, just trying to explain it to me. And, like, Fenners was there. And they were just all around me looking at me going, yeah, so you wear a nappy. Um, you've got uh, a can of beer. Quite ironic, really, that I turned yeah. to be an alcoholic. Um, a fake cigarette. And I was like, I was just looking at them. Like, I was like, what are they on about? Yeah. But apparently, Peter and the Test Tube Baby, Peter and the Test Tube Babies used to be a band back in the 70s. So oh, Tim, yeah, So that. Tim's era. So I didn't even know this until well after. I was just looking at them like, you want me to do what? They went, yeah, basically, all you do... Are you, are you being paid by this point, by No. The way? <laughs> this, is, this is free of charge. Oh free God. of charge. Dress yourself. It was November as well, Leila. And you, what made it you say yes, Tubes? Because they're all just looking at me, just like, you're going to do it, yeah? I went, they went, Rocket's back next week. So I was like, do you know what? I haven't got to speak. I've just got to come out, do the conga. Dressed in a nappy, well weird, I know, 
bring out the balls, can of beer, spray the beer can, and dance. Do, 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 do. I was like, okay. Then realised it was November. So hang on. So it was freezing. You were told a week. You thought, why not? Yeah. How long did you end up doing that for? <laughs> Too long. <laughs> Too <laughs> Do you know long. how many years? Yeah, it was like three or four years. Mate. Because... Did Rocket ever come back? He didn't. He was Where stupid. is he now? Oh, no, no, he did come back to work. <laughs> oh, okay, good. He did come back but to work. But not as the character. But not as the character. Because he came back the week after. And a, a baby. And Tim was like, and everyone loved this character. Yeah. Peter the Chest You Baby. Um, what was his reaction? He wasn't happy. I bet. Yeah, I love Rocket, but he loves, he loves, like, you know, you know him, don't you? Do you know uh, no, I don't. No, you don't. Well, he loves, like, he loves all the TV stuff. Yeah. And so when I did it once, and everyone was like, this is genius. Yeah. You've got a grown man, slightly <laughs> chubby, coming out in a nappy, doing the conga with a can of beer, and you just get the balls, there's your balls, see you later, right round the back. So they did a vote when I came back. When Rock, sorry, when Rocket came back, they did a vote. Oh my gosh! On night live on television throughout the show. What, like a some sort of Britain's Got Talent X yeah, Factor yeah. style thing before live time. updates? Who should stay? Heidi, he was called at the time. He yeah. came out dressed as a German girl, or Peter the Test Tube Baby, a, a grown man in a nappy, it's and I, I won the vote, and then it carried on. Did you win by a lot? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I was new. I was new. The fresh ideas I came, so... and I and I won victorious. Um, as a fairly introverted, timid guy, yeah. at a young age, yeah. I know from what I've read, and correct me if I'm wrong, but alcohol was part of your life even before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, was being put in front of the camera and trying to have to be funny all the time, was that helped by alcohol? Uh, was I doing it t- during the show to do that? Like, or would, would alcohol no. help give you the confidence, essentially? No, not really. Okay. Uh, no, I would never... Apart from when I went to Reading Festival doing the one question, one question only, I was under the influence doing my work. Yeah. It was afterwards. Well, you know, when I'd go to a Chelsea match, people would start recognising me. Uh-huh. You're the guy in the nappy. You're tubes. Because they cut Peter the Test Tube Baby down to tubes. So I didn't think about it. So I'd go into like Epsom. I was still drinking, though. I was still, you yeah. know, I was still going on nights out. I was 18 years old. But then I started getting recognised. Yeah. And then... I and how like, did that make you feel, being recognised for the first time? Weird. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Because they were like, hello, mate, you're all right? And I was like, hi. Thinking they're going to go, oh, you go to St Andrews School, or you're, you know, you're quite good at football. Yeah. They were like, mate, you crease me up on soccer. And I was like, do you want a drink? And I'd be like... They were like, why are you just looking at us? I'm like, I've never been recognised. like, you what? Yeah. And then the next one, the next one, the next one. And then it was like, every weekend I'd go out. Then it would be as I was doing it more and more. And then I started doing the one question, one question only with the raps. Yes. That's when it sort of took off. Okay. Like getting recognised yeah. and stuff. And I didn't... I was like, this is so weird. But do you know what? Everyone was nice. Um, So I was like, this is strange. But because I was so shy... Yeah. I'd have a few drinks before I went out to be like... Do you know what I mean? If, when to I be went, able to deal with it? Yeah. Do you feel that there's... Is there a personality difference between... Um, Peter and tubes. Do you feel like there's like you put it on, you switch it on for tubes? Or... Not now. Okay. Back then, yes. Because now, when I do the interviews with the footballers, I'm just being me. Okay. Just mucking around like me and you are doing now. And yeah. You're just having a laugh. But back then, it was a complete act. Mm. Because I'd go and see like, Bruce Willis or, do you know? 
you know, loads yeah. of actors, actresses. Yeah. And I'd just do a rap and then stare at them and just like muck around. That was all an act. Yeah. So when I'd walk down the street, people were like, do me a rap, do me a rap. So I'd have to come up with these raps so quickly. I'd be like, they were like, speak to my wife. Well, you'd perform for them in the street? Oh, yeah, because I didn't want to like, yeah, let, let them people down. down. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So um, did you sort of split personality a little bit in order to cope as well? Uh, not. It was just so weird lately, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because, because I wasn't the guy, the funny guy on telly. I was still quite amusing, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a completely different sort of comedy. Yeah. So... You know, like I said, people would just go, do me a rap, do me a rap, like, ask me one question, one question only. And then I would, and I'd be like, uh, I don't know what to say. But, yeah, the alcohol just crept in over, yeah. over the years. And then when Dad died, yeah, I had a year of being good, like, looking after Mum and my brother. And then all of a sudden, vroom. And then by then, it was, like, I was well in the sort of the tubes. Everyone was like, oh, you know, when people call you a legend and stuff, you know, I'm not a legend, I'm just a guy mucking around on telly. Yeah. Like pouring curry on my head and going making funny noises. But then it just become they made a joke of it on Soccer M as well. I wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah. Because it's really interesting. Um we're not like putting blame on anything or anyone here, but there it was a joke that nowadays would probably be considered pretty inappropriate. Yeah. Um I think But they didn't know. They didn't know. Yeah, no. they didn't know. That, it was yeah, there was back, no malintention. Just, just back then. But the joke like, was that they uh that they you drink it. a lot and you might drink a pub out of their drink so ban <laughs> ban tubes from all the pubs because he drinks too much. Yeah. Didn't they like they printed out pictures of you and like little stand up cardboard cardboard things. cutouts and not let me in the pub. Yeah. So they do a weekly montage of people like basically selling their pubs, getting their pubs on television and putting a cardboard cutout of oh, me. Oh gosh. Barred. Yeah. So it was just so. How did bizarre. that affect you at the time, or did you just? I just it thought it was funny. Yeah. Do you know what, Leila? I just thought this is quite a funny item because afterwards they did the cardboard cutouts of tubes. Yeah. Pete, me, um, take me anywhere. So people would be scuba diving with big cardboard cutouts of me, or on top of mountains, or on holiday. I once popped up at Reading Festival on live TV. I think yeah, Jay Z was playing. Amazing. Was it Jay Z? Yeah, and I was in the crowd. I yeah. was just like. I was at the darts. I was like, this is so random. But yeah, the, the, looking back at it, it was quite weird because they obviously, I was known for drinking back then. Yeah. Like a binge drinker. In you know a sort I mean? of glamour, glamorised way, Yeah, I guess. so I never thought there was anything wrong with it. Do you know what I mean? Alcoholism is really complex and obviously there's lots of private things and you've mentioned your dad already and things like that. But mm. did you feel that the media and that lifestyle and the job that you had fed into it a lot? Yeah, I mean... There was a few times I was in the, they put me in the papers. Uh, was it Tube, arrested on the Tube? You know, which the second one was a stitch up. And I was so lucky that the people on the train at the time actually wrote to Sky Good. to explain what happened. But if I wasn't drunk, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, so obviously for my mum to see that, yeah, you know, was very very upsetting and it's one of the main reasons why I went this enough's enough I can't control this but I don't think the papers realized I had a problem with it because I hadn't said anything so why would they yeah they just saw an idiot getting drunk getting taken off the train by policemen or arrested outside Euston station do you know what I mean so I don't I don't say they have to know if they played up to it but they, they didn't help but 
How, yeah, I was going to say, they didn't help. how did it make you feel reading about yourself in that way? I didn't care at the time because I didn't want to admit I had a drink problem. Right. But I love my mum to bits. Do you know what I mean? I'm so close to my mum. So trying to hide that stuff from her was quite hard because obviously I didn't take around the, you know, the Sun newspaper or the mirror and go, hey, mum, look at your son. I obviously wouldn't show her yeah. or talk about it. But people would see her in Waitrose and go, oh, Aya, is her Peter okay? And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. I think he's playing football today or he's doing an interview. Oh, gosh, like, but is he okay, yeah? And she was like, yeah, uh, yeah, he's fine. And they wouldn't say to her. Then she'd go, why are people asking me if you're okay? And I'd be like, but because I was so panicked about yeah. telling mum, I'd drink. Of course. Shame as well, I Do guess. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I was so, like, you know, disgusted with myself that it would happen. I'd drink again, I'd drink again. And she, she knew there, there was... She didn't know there was a problem. She thought there was. But she thought, you're 18, 19, 20. That's what boys at that age do. Yeah, of course. But then when it's at 26, 27, 29, 30, just I couldn't have a... I wouldn't, I wouldn't like have one or two pints ever. It'd be all or nothing. So It's an addictive personality as well. I think that's something uh, you've admitted to. Absolutely. But then there was a time where you stopped drinking. Yeah. And how long has it been? Nearly three years. Amazing. Whoa. Congratulations. That's yeah. a big deal because it's not easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy. And I did try once before and I got to like three months. But then split up with my girlfriend at the time. Like, boom, first thing, what yeah. do you do? Drink. What, are, there, are there any key things that help you avoid it or help you stay straight? Uh, when I get an urge, because I used to have, when I was drinking... I'd always get urges. It would be like trigger points. Yeah. So I'd be like, I'd look at the Chelsea fixture list because I got a season ticket. I'd be like, yes, the home game, drink day, drink day, drink day. Um, as soon as if I did a good interview, and people like, if a footballer was like, mate, you're so good, thanks for that. I'd be like, drink. On the way back from the interview, if I was in Liverpool, Manchester, I was like, train. I can drink, then I can make. I plan my life around alcohol. That's when you know you're at lost control. Though. Yeah. So. I plan my week and like I can get drunk then I can get drunk then interview then so can't drink that night it was really so, sad so to answer your original question it was a complete I had to change everything get rid of all the triggers avoid all the triggers yeah so it started slowly like didn't go out yeah did you go to football? yes but not straight away okay because obviously Chelsea was a big drink day so it was slow, slowly, slowly, slowly. It's like staying at the weekend. Then I thought, then I found the gym. And then I'd play football more and then I started playing golf more. Okay. Because Replacing when. Replacing it. Yeah. So when you when you admit you're an alcoholic, you, you think, I've got so many more hours in the day. Yeah. And so many things to fill. Because it was literally for me, play football, either half cut or still drunk or. I'd be freshly drunk because I'd have some before the match to level up, if you like. Yeah. Um, then it'd be pub. Then Monday would be get up, crave for a drink, buy some for the morning to level up, and then go to the pub, and then try and sober up for Tuesday for work. So then you do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If I did the interview on Thursday, I'd go out. So it was like... So I guess what I'm looking for is, like, what's the mindset when you're struggling that helps you get out of that feeling 
Because three don't, years, yeah. you're still working at it, right? Absolutely. Uh, the mindset is don't put that first drink to your mouth. Right. That's it's as simple as that, really. One step in that direction and you yeah. fall over, right? Yeah. So. so if I had a sip now, that would be it. Fair enough. You wouldn't see me. I'd be like, right, running mare, straight across the road. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you don't put that first drink to your mouth, there's no problem. And then if I did get an urge, I'd be like, straight. So I went on the stag do about two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... It was my first one I've done. I've, yeah. I've turned down three or four stag do's when I've been actually best man as well. I wonder if people feel strange <laughs> inviting you to stag do's. Do you know what? Because it's been quite a long time. Yeah. I think people sort of just assume that that's, you know, he won't drink. Yeah. Um, but I got one urge, and bizarrely, it was literally when we were on the minibus on the way there, I saw all the people out in the streets. Mm. And it was weird, because I hadn't had one for ages. Yeah. I was like, ooh, like, straight away, I was like, like, with a sort of rush of adrenaline, like, ooh, drink. So how did you counter that? What straight you- away, I thought, how's it, what's gonna happen? Mum upset, brother upset, Every, all my friends upset the depression that comes with it afterwards the ruining because I could ruin people's weekends with my drinking so straight away I counteract with bang think yeah. about that and then for the rest of the weekend I was fine I was in the clubs sitting there watching them all drink it was quite boring did your friendship group <coughs> change when you became sober? no not at all interesting not at all because uh, I used to drink with people I didn't know oh wow okay because I, I I wouldn't care who I was drunk drinking with. I was just thinking next drink, next drink, next drink. That's a real element of extreme responsibility. You didn't blame it on people or have those social groups. It was it was you, and yeah, it was you me. took it on as your own thing and solved yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it's an illness. Yeah, end of the day, absolutely. it's an addiction. You don't choose. You know, I practiced at it a lot to get to that stage. I tell you, I give it a good go. But to be to be fair, my 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 friendship with my proper friends probably grew stronger yeah because towards the end when I say the end the last year and a half my actual friends didn't really want to go out with me right because if it sounds weird because they they ability by then yes and plus they didn't want to be doing more harm right of course to myself so they'd be like oh I can't Pete's not not I can't tonight and they told me afterwards like we could just we just knew you'd get absolutely abbreviated so did any of your friends ever say to you you need help like you need to stop drinking did anyone ever Um, have the courage yes i remember it as well i came into work and i was still still steaming from the night before my mate trev uh who actually worked on the sacrum big big trev he he sat down he was like can i have a chat and I was like, oh, he wants some, he wants a help, he wants a hand on something. And I was like, yeah, no. And he said to me, he goes, mate, I'm worried about you. Oh. And I was like, what, what, what? He was like, well, one, you're sort of still drunk at work, which is unacceptable. I basically got told off, and I was like, mm. or at the time, I was a bit taken back by. Her. I was like, what do you mean? But you know, Leila, I I knew. Yeah. I knew because because anyone who wakes up in the morning. And he's scrambling around trying to find vodka, and who would buy it the night before for the next morning? There's a problem there. Yeah. But I didn't want to admit it because it was my life. But not many people said. Mum would. My brother would. My brother's girlfriend would. Like girlfriends at the time when I, through that sort of stage of the five six years, would say, 
please stop you're such a nice person when but when you drink you I'm worried about you. I don't know where where you are or what you're doing. For anyone listening who has friends or someone who they feel like they want to approach but don't know how, how would you advise someone to talk to someone who they think is out of control? Uh, definitely speak to them. But yeah. 100% speak to them. Okay. But it's, it's weird who it comes from because if it's your, like, if it's your mum, you're just thinking... Oh, she's just saying that's because she's wrong. But if yeah. one of your if one of your best friends says it to you, or it I'd be. say get a group of you to do it. Interesting. That's what I'd say. I'd get a group of you who who are in agree in agreement that your friend has a problem. Yeah. And just sit down on the table and just have a chat and say because when Trev said that to me, I was like, wow, people are rec- like seeing this. Yeah, it's not. Just I thought it was just mum being. I've stopped drinking. Of like, course. And my brother going, oh, bro, can you just calm down a bit? So I think it's, do it as a group and say, you know, you are deeply worried and, you know, give examples of, you know, how it's affecting, you know, the you know, loved ones. Were you ever scared that you wouldn't be as funny or as good as your job without alcohol? No, not at all, because like I said, I wasn't doing the interviews and stuff like that pissed those were your sober days you were yeah, prepared for those days I, I knew I was funny like I was hilarious in my opinion <laughs> after like six or seven pints uh, I was yeah. like bang bang but but I'm funnier without it because I'm quicker quick witted that's why I think that the you know the the question one question one question only works because I was I was quick witted yes and I was never drunk doing them but so no is the answer to that no I don't you know, people on Twitter will tell you differently. They're like, oh, you're funny when you were drunk. Like, I was like, you don't know because you never... That's like, helpful, isn't it? Do you know it? what I mean? I was like, but that's, so that's that is a minority. Exactly where I want to go next Yeah, is social media. Mm. You have a lot of followers on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I notice a massive difference. Um, I was... Mine changed between 70,000 and I think I'm now around 90,000. That difference between 70 and 90,000 made a big difference to how much shit I got. And then I look at your numbers and I think, wow, even if you are gold dust and do nothing wrong ever, Angel, <laughs> you're going to have some shit because it's Twitter, it's social media. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I was kind of like, I don't know, sometimes you think, oh, wow, my, my numbers are going up. That's really cool. Although it's not how you judge yourself. But then you think, actually, I don't want it to go up because I'm worried about what's going to come. Essentially, how do you deal with the shit? I've seen some comments people send you. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Um, Especially when in your career you put yourself out there in such a different way. Yeah. Like you put yourself out there to be picked on almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you deal with it? I laugh at it because as much as I do get shit, it's so minimal. Yeah. Yeah, Like the amount of support I get and nice messages. I'm like, this is so... Because for me, you only go on Twitter... For me, it's like Twitter's like the equivalent of the television points of view. Yeah, yeah. You oh only gosh. go on there to it's have a moan up <laughs> or just to get someone's goat or, or, or get a reaction. So what I tend to do, if I do get a bad reaction, is I quote the tweet and answer it. So all your public see it. Yeah. You're a good idea. Um, and I don't do it as in, like when I was, when I was drinking and stuff, I was, a, I, was, I was an idiot. Yeah. I was an idiot. Um, but now I just go. What was it the other the other week? Someone went. 
I went, Soccer AM is absolutely, sh it's, it's effing terrible. Uh, Tubes is the worst interviewer. Uh, I, I don't know how anyone watches this. I can't believe I'm what, like, and I just went, I quoted the tweet and said, simple solution, how about not watch it? I know. Yeah, I had a comment recently where someone was like, I can't believe I've wasted seven minutes of my life watching this shit. And it's yeah. like a paragraph. And I just wrote back going, you just wasted some more writing to me. Yeah. You could just put it away. <laughs> That's what I said. I just, I said, simple solution for you, whoever his name was, don't watch. Yeah. Does it I, hurt? No. Oh, wow. Not at all because... I still get stung. It still stings. Yeah. But you'd probably find, Layla, if you replied... Yeah. The person goes, "You legend, you've just won me ten quid." <laughs> Half of I've it. I've had a few people apologise when I write back. Yeah. Oh, the amount of times I apologise so quick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that was weak." You one minute ago, you were really like, "I hate fire. you," and now they want to follow. The amount of times I've done that so many times, just yeah. replied and gone, "Sorry, you don't like," and they were like, "Absolute legend." I'm so sorry. I was pissed last night. I was trying to get a reaction off someone off Twitter. Right. And I'm like, oh, and then we chat. He was like, so how do you think Chelsea can do this season? It's like, there's so many people that I still, not obviously not all the time, because they just send message after message, like, yeah. how you doing, mate? How's your day going? They like, want to be your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and so in that case, I find it funny. Yeah, I just laugh at it. And I think once people see that you reply, all these trolls behind you're real. you. Yeah. Suddenly you're they real. go, well, I want a bit of that. So then they just join and go, you're a twat. <laughs> okay. no. I go, I'm not giving you the time of day because I'm. you're just doing it because him. And he's like, no, I'm not you prick. And, I, and everyone just gets involved. Because like, oh, this so isn't funny. a problem just for people in the media. Like anyone who's on Twitter gets somebody attacking them at some point. Like even when they tweet, like um, I saw someone who um, doesn't work in anything with media, doesn't have many followers and was writing about... Uh, what was it a TV show he liked and then someone wrote back like you're a fucking twat for like watching that show and I was yeah. like whoa it's everyone it's just the way Twitter is yeah but I just think half of it's jealousy yeah and see like how well like what have you done you've just started there in YouTube and now you're doing now you're presenting TV shows yeah. so people look at you and go oh bitch what, what why okay why is Layla a bitch she's a bloody <laughs> good TV presenter she comes up with loads of good ideas are you jealous? I received a really nice tweet today that just said, um, just remember that no one who's doing better than you would ever tweet you hate. Exactly. And I just thought, oh, that's a really good way of thinking exactly. about it. They so, just don't have the time. <laughs> no, as you see, as you get more and more, the more and more, the, the better you do, the more people don't like you. I know. That's the way of the world, and that's why it's very, very sad. So I, it, that actually makes you feel like I don't want to do any better. Let's just stay here. This no, is fine. So, I don't need so to. Get... That. You want to get me? You want to be getting loads of abuse because it's jealousy because yeah. you're doing well. You Thank know. And, you. Well, that was my but, private little therapy session. No, 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 because you're doing. You are doing well. You're smashing it, and I bet you do get loads of good messages. I do. I, I've seen when you post on Instagram, everyone's like, "Love you, Layla. Keep up the great work." It is. It is majority positive over negative. It's those two exactly. or three that sometimes I, I, stick I'd with you on for occasion. For me, it's like ninety percent, ten percent. Also, I've there's got some mates who get absolutely battered. Right? Football is a tough place to. It's a tough demographic. They know I'm a Chelsea fan. Yeah. Oh. People don't like Chelsea fans. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It uh, doesn't help. <laughs> I work on Soccer AM. You are, you know, Soccer AM back in the day was amazing. Soccer AM until the last two or three years. Yeah. Was pretty shit. <laughs> 
you, uh, your you, words not mine no it, it was it changed yeah it, it didn't it didn't change or it didn't change it, it was that's shit. Why. <laughs> and i know that and i know that but i love my job and i stayed and i was very close to leaving because really? i thought yeah because i thought it was absolute it was embarrassing i'd phone up a footballer after the, the love joy days i i took over the role of being you know the guest booker for footballers which i still am yes Nice. And I was lucky in in some respects, but they liked me. Uh, but they so were like, for you. yeah, they used to be like, uh, yeah, choose about coming on the show. Now I don't really fancy it, um, but I'd love to do an interview with you. So I'd go back to my boss at the time. I don't want to mention his name. I don't not because I don't. I just don't think it's fair. Yeah, because he took over from Tim um, when it became pretty shit. Um, <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I just want to come on the show, but. He, do an interview with me he'd be like oh okay but I, I knew it was poor mm. so all those half those half those tweets I get now people going oh you're they still think I'm doing rapping do you know what I mean yeah and they still think we're doing what we were three or four or five six seven years ago I was like have you actually watched it because you're saying it's a shit show it's not it's evolved it's a brilliant show now and actually Interestingly, you, you evolved alongside it, but you evolved in so many ways. Obviously, we touched on the alcoholism already. Yeah. But you keep evolving your character and evolving your work. Do you purposely think about that, or is that just growth as you grow? Uh, I thought about it when I hit the age of 30. Yeah. And I said to my boss at the time, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Because I thought... And when you say this, that's the characters, right? The uh, the. I mean, I'm still called I'm still called Tubes because that's how I'm known in the industry. That'd be tough to lose that name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Do you have a problem with that name? No, not at all. Okay, cool. It is a bit weird being a 36 year old man and having a nickname Tubes, but <laughs> I, do, I don't. Do you know? I've had loads of different problems, yeah. much more serious problems in the yeah. past to worry about being called Tubes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, as I said, I don't like the name Peter either. So I, it doesn't really bother me either way. But I changed. I changed that at 30 I was like I cannot carry on doing this yeah because you're just becoming into a laughing stock it wasn't funny I thought it was really boring it was okay when I was doing the American actors you know your Denzel Washingtons and stuff like that because they didn't know but because I've been doing it for so long yeah the people would come on the show and it'd be like, oh, you're going to do a rap now. And I, I hated it. I hated it. So how did you choose how you were going to be next? Was that something you thought about? Yeah, yeah. Did it become I, 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 Like I said, I love football. And I love chatting to people. So I just said, I'm not doing the silly rapping anymore. How I just they react? They said, you're doing it. And I said, no, I'm not. Yeah. I went, you can't physically make me go up there on stage. Fair enough. And pretend to be, you know, a gangster rapper. Yeah. I'm not doing it. They were like, you, you have to. It's the best part of the show. I was like, that, it's, that's pretty sad that that's still best part of the show after seven years. What gave you the confidence to say that? Because <coughs> that's scary. Because I, I, I felt embarrassed every time I did it. And I yeah. did for the, like the last year and a half. Right. I'm still surprised that I still get tweets, that even today. Bring back Tubes' question. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? I'm not doing it again. Um, I just, I couldn't do it. And I had to be true to myself and say, like, I don't want to do this. And so now you do very much more straight interviews, mm. but with a comedic side. Yeah. Especially your YouTube. Yeah. Which I think is another evolve evolution of tubes. I'm loving the YouTube. YouTubes. Yeah. yeah. It, do you know what? It is called, it's not called YouTubes anymore because 
it's as much as it's an, an amazing name Brilliant. and really clever, you can't find the bloody thing. Because oh, you type in YouTube, you type in YouTube and it goes, did you mean YouTube? Oh, of course. And I had hundreds and hundreds of messages going, mate, we can't find this. What's it called now? Just Tubes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I was trying to think of another clever name. But we just type in Tubes and there it comes, bang. And Makes the subscriber's sense. gone up because people can be, can find it. So unfortunately, I still call it YouTube's now and again to like, you know, on Twitter and stuff, but it's actually called Tubes. But I, do you know what, Leila, I love it. I absolutely love it. So, Can't wait to get you on it as well. Oh yeah, I wanna yeah. do it. So you, um, so post-alcohol, you got healthy, changed around your career a little bit, mm. evolved a touch. Yeah. Fitness, diet was a big thing too, right? You were yep. eating healthier and stuff like that. Everything changed. But then you got a bit of a knock, didn't you? <laughs> bit, a, bit of a knock. A bit of a knock. I'm nearly five minutes from dying. Um, the first thing, actually, before you tell us the details about yeah. a heart attack, the first thing that I want to talk about with that is that your mum becomes a big part of this story again. Absolutely. You've already mentioned her earlier today. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, often when I research and read about you, you see that she's pivotal. Yep. Obviously, she's pivotal in you being alive because you were born. Yeah. But but maintaining you surviving. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> she's, been, she's been really good at that. Tell me about her. My mum. Yeah. She's, uh, I love her. She's great. Um, very hard, very tough. Um, she was a school teacher. Okay. So she's um, big on discipline, but she's wicked. Like, she's on my best mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I have to thank her really for being here because she was the one I gave up. She was the reason I gave up alcohol. And then, obviously, she gave birth to me, like you said, and then she saved my life with a heart attack. But we got on so well. And, do you know, she's so proud now. And I think so relieved that she's got her son back. Yeah. From being that sort of blivering wreck at weekends and mood swings and just being a general twat. Um, now we get on, but she's my mum, but she's also my best mate. So nice, it's, it's did, great. Did she ever find your raps funny? Is she found? Was it her she, kind of humour? She she still she still finds it weird that I'm on television. <laughs> of course. Because she was like, I don't can't believe my shy boy like is doing what he's doing. Like, and but when I was doing like my dad. My dad was like, everyone keeps asking about you, son. Like, like all this rapping, like, well, where's it all come from? I was like, Dad, I don't know. I do know where it's gone from. It comes from me taking the mick out of people at my school. But he was like, and then he was really proud. He was like, he found it all a bit weird, like yeah. the rapping and stuff. But when people were like, oh, your son's a legend and all that, he was like, yeah, that's my son. Like, do you know what I mean? Of course. But yeah, mum was like, I'm not sure about all those noises you make and like, the bit of, <laughs> But yeah, she's proud because, and now she's she's super proud now. She gives me like critique on like all my interviews and like Good. the way, because we when when I was at school, I studied um, media, sport in media. No, that I didn't. I was that's what I was going to go and do at university, media and sport. But then Tim Lovejoy phoned the day before university and said, "Right, I've got your job at Sky. Tell university you're not coming." So on the lead up to that. We studied and we watched Paxman and the way he interviewed. And um, the best interviewers, the ones that you don't know that are there. Yeah. Because it's all about the the guest. Yeah. So you just drop in little things and react of, which you're very good at as well. I like with, the idea with of your just interviews. Pod someone pod, and let pod, him go. Pod, pod, let him go. Yeah. 
the problem with some people, they, you know, some interviewers, they were they're dying to be on television. So they're constantly trying to tell a joke. Yeah, and then it's, I find it so cringy. Hey, the industry's changing. Personality-led oh. is a different thing, and that, that frightens me a little bit. And you're fo- sort of forced to go down that road a little bit. Yeah. With YouTube, I mean, you must be finding that with your YouTube channel that you have to be a certain way, or it has to be more about you, or... No, not at all. It's not... No? A, again, my YouTube, it's it's about the, the guest. So today, like, literally today, I just come... That's why I was a little bit late. I literally... I was on the golf course with Charlie Austin. Nice. And I'm just like, just, we just, it's like a podcast. Yeah. But on a golf course. Lovely. So I'm just talking, for me, it's like, I will never change. Like, I don't want to make it about me, about me. It's about who I'm interviewing. You As know, it should be. Yeah. And we muck around. Yeah. But it's, it has to be about the guests. If you're an interviewer, if that's your job. It's got to be about them and finding the best stories and letting them tell and express themselves. So you um, mentioned how your mama saved your life with the heart attack. Some people know that it's already been well documented, but some yeah. people might not know the story about that. You were at football in the morning. I was. Got pulled out of the game because you were slow. Because I was playing shit. <laughs> do, do you know, it was, that day was so weird. And sometimes I still look back at it and go, what the hell? Like, like, you, like you said, I'd lost weight. I was... Everyone was going, you look amazing, you look amazing, well done with drink. You know, I was doing regular posts on Instagram every six months about the booze, um, which kept me strong, but it was to sort of like say, because people don't talk enough. Yeah, so true. Like depression, people don't talk about that. And you, you see all these people in the media, you know, taking their own lives. And it kills me because I was like, I didn't talk about depression because that's what the depression really steps up the drinking after dad's, you know, it was like, was it called post-traumatic stress? I think it's called. Yeah. That's what they said. So that's why I started drinking heavy. That's what, that's where the vodka came into play. So I'll just level it up. And I didn't talk about that. And for ages, I didn't talk about the alcohol and it really upsets me that, you know, people don't talk. So I, so when like I do regular posts every six months, like six months, I make a joke of it. I do a silly like dancing video, celebrate good times with a cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? And then from that, loads, and I'm talking loads of people would direct message me going, mate, I think I have the same problem, but I don't want, what should I do? So I, I'm, I'm rubbish with typing and stuff like that. So I go, what's your number? Oh, wow. They go, what? I go, give me your number. And then I phone them up. Good for you. Because it, by doing those posts and saying, you know, sometimes from a selfish point of view, you just go, yeah, I've done it. Like, well done me. It's helping others. And I just phone up a lot. Look, mate, um, what what's the problem? And I still try, I try and do as many as I can. That's really awesome. Because, I, you know, it's good that people speak up instead 100%. of just going, oh, I'll just carry on doing that. Because I would have been sacked. I would have, been maybe dead taking that heart attack away from it I would have killed myself with alcohol because yeah. I was drinking neat vodka like first thing in the morning yeah that's not very good for your insides gosh not at all um so yeah mum uh what a heart attack mm. <laughs> I don't know about your parents but with mobile phones they're just like you text I text my mum like how you doing okay five days later yeah 
they're really good thanks I'm not, not even realising it was five days ago well I they're not like us with a mobile phone oh yeah and we are proper I'm proper on it it's, it's, oh, that's another thing I've got to calm down I'm constantly on the bloody phone that's why I like the golf course just put, put it, it away bag. yeah and it's relaxing but yeah that day so I'm playing football and my manager Dan he was like I was like I've just heard my name I never get subbed yeah <laughs> But I knew I was playing shit. I knew I was playing terrible. He was like, Pete, Pete. And I came off. I went, I know. He was like, I think he was worried. I think he thought that I was sort of hung over. Right, like, yeah, of course. Because everyone was like, you, you're looking well, but you can't run. And I, I, Layla, I couldn't, it wasn't that I couldn't run, because I couldn't. But my like vision was all a bit slow. I thought, oh, I'm just ill. But like two weeks before that, at the gym, I used to do 5K regular on the running machine. Don't, I wasn't like, you know, Mo Farah. I wasn't <laughs> proper going for it, but I was plodding along. Good. And that's what that's what, how I was losing the weight. Yeah. Jogging all the time. But the, the two or three weeks leading up to that, I couldn't get to one kilometre. Consistently. I wasn't out of breath. It was just my legs. Interesting. They'd tighten, and I was like, that's weird. But then I'd go on the bike and do 20K. But I couldn't get to a climate. I was like, that's weird. And then that day at football, I couldn't hardly run. And I was, I'm quite good at picking a pass. But everything was slow in my mind. So I went home. Probably pretty frustrated, I guess. Frustrated. A, yeah. Frustrated. And luckily, I didn't go in the shower at football. Normally, I have a shower at football. Okay. But because I was so pissed off at myself, I was like, this is getting annoying now. Luckily, I drove straight home. And on the way home, I was driving. I was like, oh, I've, I've got a bit of indigestion. So I was like, mm, that's annoying. And it was like, this is starting to hurt. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I was like, well, I've got Chelsea this afternoon at Stamford Bridge. So I get home, have a shower. I was in the FA Cup game against Newcastle, I believe. So I got home and I was like, oh. Feeling a bit rough, I was like, maybe I'll watch it on television um, and get and get and get rid of this bloody indigestion. So I thought like, I have a shower because it was a horrible day. I was muddy and stuff. So ran the shower. See, it was got it got hot. And I went in. Now, obviously, you're a woman. You don't have a willy, but. <laughs> I, I meant it. so when you normally have a shower Where as a are you man. Going with this? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> when you normally have a shower as a man and you're cold, yeah, like and it heats up, your willy gets a bit bigger. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So that's what happens. Um, but my willy got smaller with the warm water. Yeah, and right. I was like, I would shit myself. Yeah. I was like, what is going on here? I was like, that's not right. I love how for two weeks your legs were slow and hardly working, but that didn't matter. The second your <laughs> penis got smaller, you were really upset. That's when you because pay attention. I, I was like, it can't get any smaller. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I was like, what? Uh, I was like, but I was like, that is, that is not right. Okay. That is not right. And then I started feeling faint. Yeah. And I was like, Shoo. indigestion getting worse, indigestion getting worse. I was like, this is not right. I felt really drained so I quickly got all the mud off da, 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 and jumped out I was like I'm definitely not going to Chelsea yeah and I just forgot about 
little Pete. I was like, let's just forget about <laughs> forget about him. I don't know what he don't know what he's doing, but I need to lay down. So as I was on the way downstairs, so I put my phone, got my phone, course, where's my phone? Do, do, do. Put that there in my tracksuit top. I was walking down the stairs, and all of a sudden, it was like, left my hand. left arm went dead. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm Dude, like, how are you not calling an ambulance already? Well, well, that's what I thought. I was like, scared. Well, what should I do here? Because that's not right. Well, to be fair, you're probably not thinking right well, either, right? Not. I was playing football half an hour ago, badly, but I was like, I was like, what the f- I don't know what's going on here. So I thought, right, I better get some help. So as I was like, myself, I can't move that arm. So I was like, okay, I'll get my, zoom, that arm goes. Now, now I'm like, oh my, what, I'm like, I can't feel my arm. Give me a time idea this here. Is this is so quick. Okay. So I've gone from the shower, that's feeling a bit weird, but then it goes completely numb after I put the sort of tracksuit on, as I'm walking down the stairs, the right arm's gone. So I'm like, and this, indigestion, I'm thinking, fuck, this is not indigestion, because it's really starting. And you've not clicked yet? I've not clicked, one bit, I've just gone, well, this is not, not well, this is not right. So I'm going, and I'm sweating now, because I'm panicking. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. So I, I was like, my phone's in my pocket. How are we going to get to the phone? Because I need to phone someone. So then luckily, um, the left leg goes. No, was it the left leg or right leg? I can't even remember. The right, so anyway, the right, right, half the right leg sort of went numb. Yeah. So I've sort of just fallen. <laughs> sort of, you know with the things where you put your feet, is it called a puff? Yeah. Yeah, one poof. of them. Footstool. Footstool. Um, so anyway, the phone's popped out in front of my face. Oh, that's lucky. Well lucky. Like, incredibly lucky because I couldn't really move get to, I couldn't move my arms. So. But you I, still don't phone an ambulance. Well. Who do you phone? I don't phone anyone. You text? I text my mum. Who, who normally I, doesn't have her phone with her. She doesn't have the phone with her. So. I've, the phone's there, I've managed, I don't know how, I can't really remember, to me, but I managed, I managed to get into the phone, I've got the, I'll show you the text, maybe you can bring it up on the, no, no, this is just uh, audio, it's isn't just it? Sad. Yeah. So I just texted, because I couldn't really, I just said, mum, come here, please, now, like, yeah. hurry up. Mum's on the phone, at home, as I've texted, she's put the phone down, she's got the phone in her hand. Thank the Lord. Unbelievable, huh? That's so, just so Just rare. pops up. She's seen that. What, what the? She's round in like two or three minutes. Because she literally lives just across the road. She's a hero, your mama. She's the quickest. She's walked, she's walked straight through. I just seen, remember seeing her face. By this time, I'm sort of thinking a little bit, I've all really slow. She's just, I just see her looking at me like, ah. Okay. She phones the ambulance quick. Did she yeah. know? Or she just she knew something, knew was, something was seriously up. Um, so I just see in her face like that. She's called the ambulance. The ambulance are down in, in Oxshot. Perfect. Which is next door to Cobham. Dude, so many things falling into place. Unbelievable. They're around. Boom. So they put uh, the ECG machine on me. Do, do, do. You see all those lines going. And I'm like, I just heard one of them say heart attack. And I was like, I couldn't really. Because 
was, my body was fucked and I couldn't move for I heard that, I was like that. I heard him say heart attack, so I was just rushed into the back of the, the hospital, uh, the ambulance. And um, this guy, one of the uh, paramedics, was just constantly, I remember it, I was a bit in and out of it, but that's the reason he was doing this. He was constantly in my face telling me these really shit jokes, going, oh, she's going fast, isn't she? I'm just like looking at him like, what? Now is, is not the time, no, my friend. Like, yeah, I, I don't need your stand-up routine right now. So as he's telling me all these jokes and just talking, 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 he's spraying all this stuff in my face. Um, what I found out afterwards, what he was doing, it was keeping me alert, conscious. Because oh, he said if I had gone, I might not have come back. Yeah. So this woman, legend, actually I say woman, she's a young girl. She must have been about 19, 20, I don't know. She's, vroom, next thing I knew it, she's gone so quick. Um, next thing I knew, I was just lobbed onto one of those metal beds. In the hospital? In the hospital. They've gone, take me around the back. You've gone straight into surgery, haven't you? Straight in. Yeah. Straight in. They're all there waiting. Bosh, like that. Put it second into my arm, blew my arm up like a balloon, which I remember being excruciating. It's just gone, <laughs> like blew the whole thing up to, to get all the wires down quick. This indigestion is not indigestion. It's a heart. <laughs> it's heart going bang against my sort of lower neck, like it's coming up and bang, bang. Are bang. you? So you're not. Okay, so you're not. You're on sedative, something painkiller. Are they giving you anything? No. Wow. No, you they don't just have time. They, they were. They were spray, that stuff they were spraying was uh, sort of to open up and sort of numb the okay. sort of pain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, they. I don't think they put drugs on me. No, I don't think they did. In fact, they didn't. Lob me on, bang, bang, bang. They probably did when they were doing the, getting the clot. Yeah. But it was so quick, and I'm sort of like, my eyes sort of rolling. Your I mum's think. with you? No, she wasn't allowed in. Oh. No. That's interesting. Did she go in the ambulance with you? Y yes, she was in the ambulance. Because I was thinking, imagine how she must feel seeing her son go through this. Mm. Well, she knew I was pretty mangled when she came through. The, I just saw it in her face. Yeah. It's horrible to see. So she's waiting outside surgery. She's outside surgery. And what happened with Dad is uh, Dad had a problem because when we took Dad into hospital was for a routine check. I was there and he got rushed away quickly and never come back. Oh, so she's thinking about this. So she's probably gone, for fuck's sake, I've lost my husband. Now my she's just seen her son just get whisked into into a surgery room. Tell me about her face when you came out. Oh, <laughs> she's just that's sheer relief. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But when they got the clot, it was just like it just went. You felt it. it you like, felt the relief. I just laid there like that. Wow. They went. You're very lucky, Mister Dale. You had minutes, and then Mum could see me, and then it was like. It was it was emotional, do you know what I mean? Because still, like the, even like I had a couple of hours sleep, and when I woke up, and I was like, I nearly died today. Have you changed anything in your life, mentally wise, based on the fact that you've been minutes from death? Um, no, because I've gone through all that with the alcohol. Okay. So when people do, when people say when you have like a near-death experience yeah they say that you change things you live for the moment you know you take you know you just live day by day i'd already done that 
because of the alcohol. With the realization that I was an alcoholic. So I'd already done that. So the heart attack was just a kick in the cock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a bit like I have to rebuild. But I can see why people do say that because, um, yeah, I went through all that. And you do think, just stop moaning about stuff. Like, just get, you only, you only live once. Yeah. And I know it's a cliche, but you do. So when people go, oh, fucking moaning, 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 just get on with it and enjoy yourself. As we finish up then. Yeah. Um, you know, none of these things are good. I'm not going to try and put a silver lining on it. But essentially what I'm asking you is, you know, what, what did you learn from those experiences? And what are the positives? What can you, you know, pass over to other people? What are the positives from those experiences? What I can pass over is if you are struggling and you know you are struggling with something, whether it be depression, alcohol addiction, the sooner you admit to it and get help, the sooner your life becomes 10 times better. And it's not easy to admit you have problems or, you know, you are struggling, but honestly it's worth it because the, the satisfaction you do get from admitting you have a problem and the happiness you bring for all those around you is just the best feeling that you can have really. And your life gets better. It's, it's changes. It does change and it is hard, but when you get through that initial stage of the first few months, then you see the progression and how much life's much better. Thank you so, so much. No, thank you for having me. <laughs>